0: Hello, and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by Mike Smith, award-winning director Brian Redondo, and Savon Jones, a.k.a. Captain Vonnie. This is episode 32, and on today's show, we talk about the penultimate episode of Loki, which is turning out to be a phenomenal bit of storytelling. I'm confident that this is going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Welcome back. To our next episode of Confidently Wrong, we're here to talk about Loki. We're excited. This show has been just a wonderful show that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, we're all the way through episode five now. So the last time we talked about it, we were at episode one. We're now through episode five with one episode remaining. Um, and we're going to talk about how it's going. Yes, there will be spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the first question is going to go to Savon. So, last time we talked about this, the three of us, me, Mike, and Brian, were 100% in on Loki. We we're super excited for it. We we're like, man, this is just a cool show. We're excited to see where it goes. Take us anywhere you want, right? You're, you're getting the the naughty dog treatment. We'll go wherever you want us to go on this one. Savon, you were a little bit more tepid. You were like, ah, I like some things about it. There are some things that are like kind of, eh, especially you were down on the aesthetics. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Savon was tepid. Savon <laughs> had a neutral take.
2: Savon Ryan, is that really neutral? (laughs) That was more critical.
1: (laughs) yeah, actually, I was saying yesterday, like, me and Alan were laughing because, but you didn't uh, hate the show. No, so it was one of the only times Savon has said, like, oh, I actually don't like it. Like, everything else is like, it's fine, it's pretty good. And then in the first couple episodes, he was like, actually, that's not doing it for me. Well, in last show,
0: we just learned he loved. Black Widow, so maybe you know, just stretching that stretching that uh, standard deviation a little bit here. Mildly credible. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a little thing or two getting there. So Savon, has anything changed your mind? Are you still kind of like eh about it? Do you like it a little bit more? Do you like it a lot less? Like, where are you standing now that you've seen five episodes?
2: Yeah, the things I don't like it hasn't changed. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, it's probably like, you know what? I increased? think increased, like. Just kind of like, it's just, I think it's helping me just solidify things about my taste that I'm re- recognizing. Like, I think when you just have a multidimensional story of different planets, people, all of this, everyone just being humans who speak American English kind of just, <laughs> I think my suspending my disbelief starts to get a little harder. And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take me out a lot, but it takes me out a little. Like, just knowing the TVA is just a bunch of humans who just wear human clothes and have human technology, just kind of like, it doesn't feel super... Timekeepers like i expect mm. when i think the big universe i expect that's to the see point aliens it. and like i haven't yeah. really seen the aliens in this and like little things like that take me out of it because it feels like it all just revolves around earth and human people and that makes the, the story feel a little smaller to me that's not i don't so i think that isn't going to change good point legit, right. legit. I I like, see. Yeah, like, yeah, like good that point. was my issue with the tva in the first place i'm like y'all manage time but like what y'all just got a bunch of humans who roll up on like alien snake world or you know, Thanos' world, whatever. But so that was a, a taste thing that hasn't changed and it won't change. What I do love is... Love. For, yes, love. But for, for shows like Loki, if they're going to really go into the really like crazy comic stuff that's really, really out there, you have to embrace the camp. And that's the biggest issue with the DCU movies we talked about is that they never really want to embrace that. Hey, these are ultimately tight wearing, superpowered beings. You got to have some levity. <laughs> And I think they acknowledge that the nature of this story is so off the wall. You got to just have humor and just be like, yo, like they kind of recognize that it's a little absurdist. And I like that they're leaning into that because for some shows, you got kind of have to embrace it. And is that's there made, anything in
0: the last episode that stands out to yeah, you as like embracing all the Loki's that fighting. Idea? Just all the Loki's fighting. It was oh, the stupidest yeah, no shit bad. I've ever seen. President Loki <laughs> comes
2: in. He's supposed to be all gangsta and cool, but then it's just a it's like a parody of itself and <laughs> yeah. gets his arm bitten off. It, and it Alligator was ridiculous. Loki. Alligator Loki. I love outrageous. as the yeah, person only boasting Black in the show Loki that lives in Louisiana I loved Alligator. <laughs> Not nah, like boasting all that Black was Loki. all that was silly. Like even the Thanos copter reference is like if you know what the Thanos Copter is, if you saw it that little bit, it was like a five, like a split second visual gag, but it's literally Thanos in an effing cartoon helicopter in the comics. Like, they leaned into
0: that and they used and it to I sell liked... toys or something, right? Yeah, it was, it was, oh, just, it
2: was imagine Thanos in a helicopter, bro. Like, it's that. But, you know, I, <laughs> they've leaned into that and that has made me really appreciate and have a lot of fun watching it. So, do I
0: like the aesthetic stuff? Not always. Do I think it's fun to watch?
2: Absolutely.
0: None of that is like, uh, the the meat of the show though the story or the, the directing, writing, all of that have you been into that or is that more also just kind of like meh whatever and you're just more about the like Easter I mean same
2: with the thing. writing, I think with the writing same deal it's like they've embraced the camp like the characters know that these are ridiculous situations there are moments when Loki is like the audience where we're just like what the hell is this bro and, you know, I think that was a deliberate writing decision of, like, it It feels a bit meta with the people literally just talking about Lokis as a concept. Like, that's such a silly conversation piece, but the writers in the writing room are really doing that. So, you know, I think it yeah, reflects the writing, a good time, too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it, it's just a really fun show, and I think that reflects in the storytelling, the moments, the set pieces. They're having a good time,
0: and that makes it a good time for me. Brian, where are you at right now on this show after five glorious episodes?
3: Oh, it is glorious. And why is and, Sivan wrong?
0: Mm-hmm. It is
3: glorious. I mean, uh, you were you were saying how like all those things he was pointing out were kind of set dressing type stuff. They're not really the heart of the story itself. But to me, the dressing is everything. Uh, I love all those set pieces. Like every single location that this story takes us to is someplace that is just. Popping off the screen, it like it looks great, it feels great. Like Lamentis is cool. The chamber where the fake Android timekeepers are is cool. Uh, the the void where they're sending all the reset stuff to is so cool. Like that bowling alley, like it, it's just so it's so inventive and creative. Mm-hmm. Um, just like. It's cheesing like, like a motherfucker right now. Oh yeah, because I agree, <laughs> it's fun. All, watch. all I had that a stuff good is. Time. That that is that is what I want out of these out of these products mm-hmm. out of this MCU mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, it's just like having having fun with the creativity of it all, right? And and then and then going back to what the the meat and potatoes of the show is like the the character of Loki. You know, I rewatched episode five last night, um, and but, you know, because there there was like slight plot things I didn't fully understand. I was like, wait, why why did the other Loki's suddenly? sound okay with helping our variant loki i realized more and more how important the the future loki was right or the old loki mm-hmm. um who who to me is like scene stealer for for that entire episode right mm-hmm. uh you know the the show is ultimately about self actualization which i mentioned earlier it's it's such a life coach show uh and you know it's it's loki's trying to figure themselves out and i feel like Loki is basically in purgatory. Uh, you know, he can't move forward in life. He can't go backwards. He's just stuck trying to figure himself out. And uh, and and purgatory is like a crazy hellish chamber of of wild things. And that that's everything that he's experiencing in every set piece of this of this show. Can I say and something? I, one, I think a one it's such small a cool way that. to think about it.
0: Um, I think that th- that part is cool to me because that is mirroring Thor's arc that he's had in some of his movies but in like this is a, this doesn't feel the same doesn't feel like they're retreading that but if you think about like the bigger things right it's like Loki is trying to prove that he's worthy both to himself and to others Loki is trying to find out where he belongs and who his family is and to do the right like he's coming around to this idea that like I should be doing the right thing but this doesn't feel at all like Thor Ragnarok right like Thor Ragnarok has the same theme he goes to um what's the the planet Sakaar. they go to Sakaar right and and that's purgatory for him right he has to figure out he can't move forward until he's figured out who he is and where he's going and Mm. um so there's these themes that run through both Thor and Loki that they're doing the same thing and they're brothers and they're connected but this isn't a they don't make this about Thor we don't feel like this is a retread or that they're repeating themselves and so I like that you're talking about like this is him finding out who he is in the in the same way that Thor had to find out who he is but this feels so inventive and so new and different
3: he's literally falling in love with himself (laughs) Yeah, Savan. I was talking to
1: Savan. Was texting me, and he was like, "Man, I hate this love story. It just feels so like fist. And I'm like, "He's literally a narcissist, bro. Like, he's gonna <laughs> fall in love with himself, like, and gets I called think, out for it, which is yeah. Hilarious. And it's so good, and it's so like self referential about like the core of the character. And I think they've done." Yeah, I'm not going to like, I mean, I agree with everything you all said. I think like the heart of the show, the writing, the directing is fantastic. I think visually it's so good. Um, And I think the one thing that they've done well, and it's actually like very surprising about how well they did it, is like we got to remember that. With Thor, he had all those movies leading up with that character development, right? Like, the Loki we saw die in Infinity War, that was a Loki that had all that development. They hit reset button. So, like, when he said, I think, and they did it purposely in this episode, he was like, I, New York was just, like, two days ago. Like, two days ago, this was just, like, a pure malicious villain. They managed to do all that character development that took multiple movies to do in a few short episodes and now they've like done all that development and we get to see the character kind of moving into a new lane.
0: So it feels like this is just And a without it doing it too fast. It doesn't feel like they've rushed it. Which is crazy, yeah. which
1: is which is crazy that they were able to do that so well and that's just I think a testament to how well written this show is. Like not mm-hmm. only is the dialogue so good, but the plot they created is just—it's just fantastic, and the plot connects with these beautiful sets in such a mm-hmm. cool way. Like it, it's so thoughtful. Every it seems like every second of this show has been really well thought out as opposed to the last show when it just seemed like some of the things were just kind of happening by themselves with no real re- reason like this is really what I was expecting out of all the Marvel shows I think this is the same quality we were getting from the the last few Marvel movies and I I just think like this is it really this is what makes me happy this is what I was expecting from this like stage of the MCU and I just think it's delivered in every single possible way you could really want it to.
3: Yeah, shout out to uh, the director of the entire series, Kate Herron, I think is her name. Uh, and also the cinematographer, Another Woman. We were we were talking about uh, women representation in MCU. And behind the camera, they are making this shit amazing. Consistently. Yeah,
1: Cons- yeah. and it's like not only consistently, but it's... I mean, Tom Hiddleston said, like, you know, once episode five hits, the last two, it's completely, it's almost completely a different show. And there have been, like, such distinct, almost, like, phases of the show, like, the beginning of him, like, adjusting to this, his... ramming in all that character development in a good way and then kind of like figuring out the TVA thing and then Owen Wilson dies obviously and we go to this new world and then it kind of catches back and it's just like they've done so many different things it hasn't felt rushed it felt it feels like the show has time to breathe and develop naturally and they've done that in a crazy short amount of time so uh, to me it's this is definitely an, an accomplishment.
0: Savon does any of that convince you that this is you know Maybe a little bit better than you were thinking on the first couple watches?
2: I mean, for the record, I think Loki's a great show. Like, this is the case. Is Is it the best of the three, though? Would you say?
0: I think it becomes
2: like a genre taste thing because some of it is like I acknowledge that this is a like everything y'all have said, I have agreed with. So, any reservations I have are just more so genre taste things. Like, I've already said earlier, I like the more grounded spy military MCU stuff. So, like, that doesn't mean that this isn't still amazing, but that's just like a preference thing, you know? But the production value and writing is great. Like I said, my biggest issue going into this show, and I said this, was we we're resetting his character development. What's that going to look like? And to kind of reinforce your point, Mike, because I very much agree, that they took advantage of it being a TV show. And while, is it, yes, a, is it a shorter amount of time? Like, that's open to interpretation because you have him True. as the lead in five True. hours of just screen time True. as the True. lead. You have more time for him to just do stuff. And but they did all that in like one episode, one or two episodes. Like yeah, but they kept had that building on it too, watching himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, that you're... like that that the question is, does it stick? And the the later episodes made it stick too, because at you know how they do it after also affects how I care about them trying to do an exposition dump episode one. But the big thing is, the big thing is that Loki. Like he said it himself, New York was two days ago. They kind of make it clear that time is really just a construct and it kind of is <laughs> meaningless. So you really don't know how long it's been. So it can be as long as you need it to have been. Has it been days, months, years? You really, he said it himself, you really don't know. I thought that was a nice little like small throwaway line to kind of give you a sense of it hasn't just been two days. It, this could have been ages to make the character development stick. Because I wouldn't like it if it was. this was two days ago. I actually would have hated that because then it would felt shallow. But when it feels like an undefined, just variable, that lets me kind of buy into him having time to have reflected meaningfully. Like yeah, he wasn't stuck loop. in a time like loop. Like that loop he was ladies. in. Like, yeah, how many was times hilarious. did he get hit by Sif? Who knows? Was it <laughs> millions? Hundreds? But the point yeah. is, those little things help the character development stick to me and kind of grounds me in it. So they dispelled all my biggest reservations I had going in.
0: I'll give them that. All right, so we've got one episode left, episode six, and I think Loki has been approved for or uh, bought for season two. Um, There's going to be a season two? Oh, oh I believe, really? I believe so. He's is got a time, bro. Okay, Come so on. Mike, can you, can you Pull research that, that, f- that real up, quick? that Jamie. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, but that's, that's not maybe the point of the question. We've got one episode left. Do you guys have any theories about where we're going, what's going to happen in this last episode? Now's the time to call your shot. Specifically, what's on the other side of the void? Um, and maybe who's been in charge of this? Uh, I've heard Kang come up a lot in uh, people's discussions on and on YouTube. Um, yeah,
3: thanks a lot, YouTube. Somebody Jeez. else talk.
0: <laughs> somebody else uh, has brought up the idea that it's possible that the uh, the classic Loki uh, is maybe behind some of this. Maybe Ravenna Renslayer knows more than she's letting on. What are what are your guys's uh, takes here? What what are we thinking is going to happen here in this last episode? Now's your chance to to be Nostradamus. I mean, I'm going to lean towards Kang. Kang makes the most sense. Like He's a time-traveling
2: warlord villain, which if you don't know about Kang, that's really all you need to know. Warlord, fights, destroys stuff, travels time. That's his bit. And the androids look like him. He's a big blue-skinned being, and these were like these blue-skinned beings. So if he's going to go off the aesthetics, that would be what I would lean. The and question is... When we saw how? them
3: in a silhouette form, they tried to make it seem like they were the Watcher or like the Watcher race. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was like a kind like of like Watu. a fun misdirect, yeah, 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 like Watu and his his, you know, his species of people who, who watch things that transpire but never interfere.
2: If mm-hmm. <laughs> you're on the moon chilling,
0: Stan Lee is supposed to be a watcher, right? Maybe. Yeah, I
3: think that's kind of like a theory. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I'm gonna go with Kang. It's an easy All right. option. All right, Mike. What so tonight? I I was doing the
1: re- so. It's not confirmed. I also, like, I just want to say, like, God, some of these websites are just the f***ing worst, dude. It's just like you Google, like, Loki Season 2. The headline is, Loki Season 2 on Disney Plus, everything you need to know. And then, like, the first line is, like, it's not confirmed yet, but, like, what's it about? And then has like that subtitle. And then it's like under that. It's like, well, if it does happen, here's what it'll be about. It's like, God damn it. Gotcha. Like, very know. 60 yeah, honestly.
3: style.
1: Yeah. yeah, Jesus. But it does seem to be confirmed. No, call confirmed, out publicly. Slander It seems to be confirmed. No, who's no, the writer this is, this on this? This is a very positive show. I'm okay, going right. to just harass this person uh, personally. It seems to be like it's going to happen. Um, but it hasn't been officially confirmed yet. But right. apparently there was like some
0: article. So I jumped the gun ago, on that. I'm sorry. About it. Sorry, listeners. Loki I kind of don't want that guaranteed. though,
1: but maybe maybe I do. I don't. I guess we don't really know what the direction is, but
3: yeah, um, I prefer just a standalone thing. I would. So it's it.
1: like people are using the language like, "Oh, it's been renewed," which doesn't seem to align with the way Marvel does things, right? Because it's not like they're just like, "Oh, well, it's good. Let's like make another season and throw it in there." Like it seems things have been very planned out. So yeah, I don't know how much I trust any of this. We'll have to see how the show ends and how it connects to everything else. But I don't know if it if it exists or not but my
0: my from what i'm reading now i would say it does seem like it's gonna happen all right i'm on i'm on the king train as well i don't think the classic Loki. i think he was just a regular being classic Loki, and you could see that he had leveled up a bunch with his magic and stuff but i don't think he's the one behind tva um there's there's another theory right that it's uh what is it the one who is the one who cannot be named or something like that is that is that right Baltimore? Or, are you just trying to say God?
2: No. Is it, at a certain point, it's just like, just say God, y'all. I just want to say God. Just do it. <laughs> so, is it
1: the one who has the, no name? There's the a MCU car- as a Christian
0: allegory.
2: <laughs>
1: God, um, but lowercase. Is that G. what all
0: of these are? Obvious. Quick editors note the name I was looking for He who remains. Back to your show. All right. So, I, I think Kang makes sense. Ravenna Renslayer does have, I think that's her name, has, has tie ins to Kang as like a love interest. Um, you know, they keep centering on they keep centering the middle um timekeeper and and like Savant says he's the one that kind of looks the most like like King. Um so we'll we'll see where that goes and, and how What if time it's time just
1: Julia Louis Dreyfus pulling all the strings? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I've canceled Castling my subscription <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it's Agatha. Sure.
2: Hey, um quick can I say a quick yeah. thing? Go ahead. Um MCU's had a lot of really dope moments over the years. Of just like Thor arriving in Wakanda and them charging in Thanos's army and all these like amazing moments, the the old man Loki summoning an entire illusion of Asgard and the music and the cinematography that might be up there in terms of top MCU moments I've, that I've was had. Pretty, it was so good. That legit, I legit got chills. Like they really hinted at his magic being powerful, and the whole knife bit was hilarious, and then. He just comes and does that and i just that really like had me like i rewinded that scene like twice because it just blew my mind oh, i just gotta cool. i just gotta shout that scene out that
3: oof. oof i also love how the the smoke monster elias or whatever is basically a variant of the lost smoke monster <laughs> then, oh my then,
1: god
0: then, yeah oh yeah. we're not gonna <laughs> talk about lost
1: uh, if we're this shouting is not out a JJ Abrams scenes, friendly show
0: <laughs> if we're shouting out specific scenes just cuz you're mad he messed up Star Wars um, the and opening scene of episode things. 5 where they zoom in on well actually it's an overhead shot it kind of goes upside down you start following um, a character walking in and then they zoom in on the the gold doors with the hourglasses and then it spins and it dissolves into the timekeeper's chamber like just the i mean the amount of work that went into that but also a they get to show off their beautiful sets again. And B, right, you're you're let in on this idea that like the show is going to start turning things on its head. Um and so I really like that that we're a little bit disoriented and as the viewers, um, and they're setting you up for that right away and I thought just like what a cool like non-verbal, non-writing way to do that as like a directorial and like cinematography choice.
2: They're called like a dutch tilt, is
0: that what that's called? A what?
2: A Dutch oh, tilt. Very good. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Wait. Is. Am, am, wait. Is that what? Is that what it's called? Well,
3: Dutch is anything that's not where the the screen's not parallel or the camera angle is not parallel to the ground. So anything that's like tilted, you'll see it in a lot of like '80s and '90s movies.
1: Apparently, the, the Dutch Thor, angle. Yeah. Also, known the known Thor as movies Dutch Canted angle or oblique angle is a type of camera shot which involves setting the camera at an angle on its roll axis so that the shot is composed with vertical lines at an angle to the side of the frame or so that the horizon line of the shot is not parallel. Okay, I'm not reading more of this, but...
2: Yeah, good All job, right. Sivan. Right. Yeah, remember- this is
1: a legitimate film criticism show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um
1: We, we t- know lingo. We have an award-winning director.
3: <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yeah,
1: let's go. Bissa. There's three in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sivan, did you have something?
3: No,
2: um, I just want to make it All clear. Right. I don't dislike Loki. I get excited to watch it and it's dope. But, you know, I'm always going to feel that way about the larger universe just being a bunch of English speaking humans. That'll always be. a. That's yeah, that's always going to be a fair. thing for me. It's my same issue with the Guardians movies, but it's not the end of the world.
0: Loki is great. All right, we're going to wrap up here with a quick little bit. Um, our winners and losers. So, guys, who do you find worthy here of holding the great Mjolnir Hammer? Who has come out on top? Who has, or what has? It could be it could be a thing. Um, what has been really successful, especially coming out of episode five? Brian, I wanted to come to you first on this one. Who is your Mjolnir holder?
3: Oh, the obvious choice, of course, is old man Loki. Who, who spent his own time in purgatory on that planet alone, thinking about all the pain he's caused everybody, and ended up missing his brother, and then realized that he could help this other Loki become a better version of Loki. Who, who could be more worthy than, than such a person? He's the winner.
1: Uh, Mike what do you think? I'm gonna have to go with Sylvie here I think that like she's kind of the focal point of of all of this just by nature of being the main variant and this whole show is about variants and timelines and messing with that and she's kind of the anchor of all of that in terms of like actually doing what the whole show is based around and the acting is just so good like the character plays off of Tom Hiddleston so well so um, she is just like brought the show to a new level like i think it's, she's almost in a similar place as Florence Pugh in um Black Widow but because the rest of Loki around her is so good like she's able to excel even more so i just think as in terms of like a counterpoint to the main Loki like Sylvie's been such a great character and i'm excited to kind of see the direction she goes in for the finale and like what happens does she die does he die blah 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 one but of them has i to just die. think Someone has to die, but I I just think like overall, like that performance is very key for the show being successful, and it has been a very strong performance. She's been fantastic, Savon,
0: Who is your Mjolnir winner? She's also actively
1: breastfeeding, like she's like a, a whole mom with a baby right now. So it's like that's just pretty badass
0: too. Like, wait. While they were filming during or like the show? Or yeah, like, like right now. They, I, she posted <laughs> a Special note, effects, she, bro. No, oh, no.
1: While they were They, they, while they built, were filming. like
0: zippers into her
1: suit so yeah. she could breastfeed more easily. So like that's that's uh, pretty cool. No, take out like, the zippers in post
0: way. I guess maybe, but like I don't know, that's cool. I like, guess pretty badass. Like she <laughs> is that why she said tough. I need a new uh I need a new outfit. This one is really uncomfortable. <laughs> maybe. Did you see
3: Falcon's outfit before post? Oh, it it's awful. like it's uh it's loopy. Yeah, it doesn't fit around his neck. Anyway. <laughs> all right, Savan,
2: who's your winner? Yeah. Uh, the people who had to just design all of the costumes and set pieces. A lot of movies have one, maybe, you know, they usually have someone who's clear that they would be specialized in certain areas or certain styles, but it is hard to go from having Pompeii appear to a fictional destroyed planet to a future Walmart to just a place that's just an amalgam of just random things that were terminated and then you do a big Easter egg, Visual gag for a whole thing like that had to have taken a lot of creative brain work. Yeah, they had like the giant little Jello jacket helmet, Hella carriers, Ronan's ship. It's a whole thing.
3: So why was Mobius driving a car with a giant pizza, pizza slice spring?
2: On? Like, bing, bing, bing. It saying, look, exactly. like if that was like I, I half thought that was gonna be the pizza planet thing from Toy Story for us like, oh, second. <laughs> <there we go." laughs> nah, but that ha- that that, that, that is so fun and creative. So I gotta give props to whoever was the team responsible for that.
0: So. My my Mjolnir wielder has to be um the the chemistry between Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Any scene <laughs> that they're in has Romance. been so that. fun and so interesting. Um and it always moves not always, it, it often is is central to moving the plot forward or to developing Loki in some way, but just their like their on screen like interactions and chemistry and writing has been so good. Those two are just phenomenal. I'll bet you they're fun to watch in person, just like you know, um mm-hmm. hanging out as bros, um off off camera. So that has been a major win for me. I didn't know I needed needed that in my life, um, but I did and it's been fantastic. All right.
3: Episode six, Mobius on a jet ski it's gonna <laughs> happen.
0: Oh for sure. How can it it has to? He might die, but it's it would he's be a be damn a shame. Owen
3: happens. Wilson is such a
2: good actor. I know. Who knew he could act? Like I'm sitting is
0: like,
1: all right, and then I'm like, oh my god. I mean, when you think about slapping. his career and like the type of movies he's been in, and the type of movies he's been good in, like the MCU, like makes such perfect sense. Like it's like goofy and not too serious, but has heart. Like isn't that just Wedding Crashers and all those other movies? Yeah, you did? but, I think, but yeah. yeah, this is just like Wedding Crashers with a giant budget. Like. It's like it, wow it makes <laughs> what a it sentence. makes it makes such it makes such <laughs> sense that like he's in this and budget. that he's great in it like
0: oh so it just it just works so talking about agree there. Wedding crashers with a bigger budget um all right so that moves us on then to the flip side of that same coin which is is there anything that has been found wanting not worthy of wielding the great Mjolnir? Uh, Savan, we'll start you off since you got kind of the last last
2: to yeah. get this one. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest one for me that stands out, the TVA doesn't feel dangerous. When I watch them in the show, when they fight, when there's conflicts, they just don't feel like threats. And that's probably my biggest criticism of the show mm-hmm. is that they're these time people. They can do all this badass, seemingly omniscient time stuff. Infinity stones are paperweights to them, but they lose it in hand-to-hand combat against Loki, who, come on, like, I'm not saying Loki's a softy, but, like, I don't know. I don't think they should just get as...
0: I mean, they mean, get his the ass beat a lot. So. So. Isn't
1: the point of the show, though, that they're kind of a joke, and it's just yeah. more about bureaucracy than actually doing yeah. things? Yeah, like, but they could do if the they were like, This is you know,
0: not a debate, though. Let's let him have his yeah, moment. Like, but yes. I disagree. I'm, I'm with Mike. Everything's no, like, a debate. Yes, I like all
2: that's true. You could still make them seem inept and all that, but still not make them just seem like
0: a Cops. Okay. Like I felt like I could fight a TVA agent and hold my own. Yeah, until you got pruned, um, Brian. Who's your Who's your found wanting?
1: Until your knee gave out, and then you're just rolling around on the ground. <laughs>
0: I mean, he's not that <laughs> old yet. Me and Brian are having that. The issue. man has
1: knee problems. No, no, no. Oh, no. he has knee problems. Too. Okay, up okay, there right. with you. That's all what right. you get for being tall.
2: It's my cross <laughs> to carry. The
3: drawbacks. So, so for me, uh, this this might sound a little weird. I think like Sylvie's whole revenge arc is like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'll am i go with it. But I really was hoping she was just like a much cleverer, cleverer, more nefarious kind of Loki that she seemed to be when they first introduced us to her and, and what she was up to. You know, like I messaged you guys uh, after episode two, I think, when she sent all the Reset Triggers all across the timeline, and they were just creating massive nexus events everywhere. I was really hoping that was going to a different place, like a much more interesting, crazier place. Than rather than that being used as a diversion, so that she could kill some timekeepers. Have
0: I got a video game for you?
3: uh What? What? what Rift apart. Um, uh, it's a
1: yeah. good game. All of those so it's a good time. game.
0: It's so good. Get a PS Five, Brian. Level anyway, up. one day, <laughs> one day.
3: When's the next Winter Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> that was good.
0: Brian, or uh, Mike, what you got?
1: I don't really have anything. I mean, like, I think both of these fellows have made two pretty <laughs> good points there. Um, yeah, f- you, <laughs> Um He's making faces. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, I kind of don't. I, it's funny because I just said that Sylvie is like doing a good job and is. A strong part of the show, but I guess maybe like her revenge arc is the most and to use a good word again is the most anodyne part of the show It's just kind of like a bit generic when everything else is like the whole plot is kind of driven on these really unique aspects of the premise of the show so I guess maybe that but like that's that's kind of minor and I think like her individual motivation is almost secondary to to the way she connects to like the main Loki and all the other crazy stuff
0: going on but
1: I think her performance is strong enough that it kind of levels it out
0: right on I have found the Renslayer character actually wanting Uh, I feel like there was more development they could have done for her she just isn't clear and and that's sort of intentional right she is supposed to be a little bit ambiguous in terms of what her role is but like i feel like they've actually gone too far in that direction where we haven't found any reason to care about her uh she doesn't seem to care about other people in any sort of way uh she's been just really kind of like that milk toast we've been talking about for a while and so her character to me has been I-, I thought she was going to be way cooler when they introduced her in that first episode. And she has turned out to be very like, I don't care about any scene that she's in. I just want to get to the next scene wherever she's not in it.
1: It was kind of funny.
0: Like, it's I, like I, she's I, not a I
1: watched, I watched uh, the, like all of the Marvel shows with my friend Curry. Um, and we like text during it. And Steph? then like when she, yeah, yeah. My boy, Steph Curry. Um, pretty far from Steph Curry but um, it's just like when she came in in that last episode and like she had that sash I just texted Curry. it was like the sash is meant to show that she's a fascist now that's called (laughs) symbolism (laughs) and it's like that just kind of aligns with the character it's just kind of like I guess, like, you need to have something that just kind of is there and, like, it's, you know, the embodiment of the TVA and, like, the foil for all of them. But I mean, she's almost almost irrelevant. Like, it seems like the stakes they're dealing with, like, she's just kind of, like, I guess... An example of like how dumb the bureaucracy is they're kind of making that point like she's just clinging to the but like man. office space
0: so did that and like yeah their bosses were like interesting and fascinating and like you kind of understood them we don't understand her we don't know what makes her tick at all like she's just a
1: fascist she's just bought in she's just she's bought the, into she's the, the, the like bureaucracy embodied so much I yeah did, that, you, like, did she
0: she you guys did you guys see harry potter though like I mean, the, the lady in the ago, pink the that, that like delora sunbridge Umbridge.
2: Like, Umbridge.
1: Yeah, like she's interesting,
2: I mean, she but was like evil. you can't
1: have the TVA be boring by nature, which I think would be the argument I would make is like it's supposed to be kind of bureaucratic and boring and and fascist like that and not like too colorful. You can't have the person embodying that as it's falling apart be like a really dramatic, charismatic villain because like why that doesn't align with everything she's been brought up around, I guess. But then don't
0: give her that much screen time, all right. Um,
3: I'm hoping I've... she gets a payoff, though.
0: Yeah, um, it's true. She, her, might. she does have a comic book counterpart. She's just gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. and she wants to know die. the mystery too. So you know, what's her role? Yeah, I don't know if does they're gonna she take. Care? I assume they're taking the TVA down in the last episode, and so, like, what ramifications are that gonna have? Like, that could be interesting. I mean, she's a wild she card, so let's see what if, they do with her. If,
1: like, it just falls apart, and then she just, like, escapes and then becomes a villain, like, I'm gonna be so disappointed because they've another done that TV exact- show. Yeah, they've just <laughs> done that in every single thing that's come out since Endgame, and that would be irritating.
2: No, so do you want to kill every villain off at the end of every movie too? That's another like that is an issue that they've had. They had dope villains. That they just character kill. should hundred percent die. <laughs> I mean, I mean, put a record. I don't like this character, but you not know. from
1: a, that. I don't like the character. That like it just seems like like if you're so bought into it, you're such a fascist. Like you're gonna go down with the ship. You know, right. you're not gonna like Hitler. Didn't exactly run off to no. Brazil.
2: True hero.
1: What how <laughs> long a it take like? to get <laughs> to get me
0: Say what you want. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll wrap up our episode five Loki discussion. Um, when we come back, hopefully, we will talk about Loki six. I imagine, unless we take a break, we have talked about. We might take a break after these next couple of episodes. Um, so find our he socials Twitter at uh, confidently underscore pod. Uh, if you would read the show notes, Mike. At Confidently Underscore Pod. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. Visit all of our sponsors, especially Disney.com. Friends, this has been a real one. Yeah.